Hello and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe. I think a lot of people are familiar with the idea that if you've got a lot more money or you're making a lot more money, that you probably cause more greenhouse gas emissions through your activities somehow. Like I, th I think that's known. Or that you have more power to change things. As well. Yeah. Yeah. But I think still once in a while you're, you're shocked by what the data actually shows. And this is one of those cases. It's a study from the University of Massachusetts in the United States on the disparity between who's causing greenhouse gas emissions. And I wouldn't have been too interested in it if it was just that. But this particular study also looks at a kind of novel way of how to fix that. Science Unscripted. Hi, I'm Jared Starr. I'm a sustainability scientist at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst. And together with some colleagues, I recently published a piece on the income distribution and carbon emissions and how those two things relate. Jared, what was the primary conclusion of your research on, on CO2 and, and wealth? I think the primary conclusion was that there was an incredible skew to this uh, emissions distribution when you look at it in terms of income. So the top 10% of American households in terms of income are responsible for about 40% of our carbon emissions. The top 1% alone of American households, so the richest, uh, highest earning 1% of households, were responsible for about 15 to 17% of emissions. And just to give you some context there, that's more than the bottom half of the income distribution. So you've got 1% of the income distribution, the very top 1%, creating more emissions than the bottom half of U.S. society. So I'm sitting here listening to my radio, Jared, and I'm trying to make sense of what you're saying. Can you, can you give me a visual for how unequal things are, the, the disparity? What, what are we looking at? I can, yes. So if, if you think about the um, poorest 10% of the population in the U.S., so the, the lowest earning 10% of the population, their annual carbon emissions are about uh, 1.6 tons per year. And uh, if we imagine those as being the size of an average U.S. home, the carbon emissions from the top 1% would be like stacking five Empire State Buildings on top of each other. And then the carbon emissions from the top 0.1% uh, of the U.S. population would be higher than Mount Everest. So just to give you a sense of scale of disparity there, that's what we're talking about. We are talking to you, Gabe and I, from a studio that is like a 45-minute drive, probably, from the biggest open brown coal excavation pit I've ever seen. What is it called, Gabe? Gartzweiler. Gartzweiler 1 and 2. It looks <clears throat> like a scar on planet Earth. I believe you can see it from space. And yet the people who are working there in the most gigantic excavators I've ever seen, I don't blame them for working there. And I, I think if they were to listen to you right now, they'd be like, come on, man, it's a job. That's all I'm doing. I'm just doing my job. I'm just making some money. And so how do, how do we square this? Because I, like I said, I don't blame that excavator, but how do we change <laughs> change this, I don't know, 40%, 10% gap? How do we make this better? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. I, so I think that the, um, you know, as consumers, we have limited ability to uh, choose always the products and services that our economy um, provides. As people looking for work, we also have limited, you know, opportunities to choose the profession that we want sometimes. And that particularly becomes true the, on the lower end of the income distribution. There's, there's often less choices there. And so I think our attention really needs to be on the investor class and how we can shift their behavior. If we can provide the right incentives to investors, I think um, they will, if we make it unprofitable to create carbon emissions, they will find other ways to profit. 
I'm going to take off my journalist hat and change my name from Connor to Cornelius. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, <laughs> okay. I'm worth hundreds of millions of dollars and I'm about to make some big investments. I don't care about the planet. I want money. How does your investment carbon uh, incentives, which I think means tax, how does it stop me from making investments or how does it discourage me from making investments in oil fields and natural gas and fossil fuels? Or that big pit outside here in Germany. Yeah. Because if he's going to, if Cornelius is going to make money on that pit, <laughs> then of course he's going to invest in it. Yeah. Stop. Well, what would your carbon tax do? Uh, great question, uh, Cornelius. Um, so, so um, yeah, so right now the current economics of it would have, would have nothing to say basically in terms of um, if you make that money by uh, creating more carbon emissions or not. And so I think one area that would be good to look at is putting in a carbon tax that reflects the carbon intensity, like how much carbon is needed um, and used by each uh, sector of the economy. And so what a sort of carbon tax like this would do is that for a company like uh, the, the coal pit you described or you know an oil field, there'd be a higher carbon tax associated with it. So as an investor, you would receive a signal um, that this has a cost associated with it. Let's say it's 100 basis points, like a 1% uh, tax added on there. That begins to make other investments look more attractive because um, you're looking at your overall returns. And let's say you're totally ambivalent about how you make that money you'll be happy to make it in a different sector of the economy if we have the right signals in place to tell you that that's where you should invest your money. But again, at the end of the day, Jared, you're, you're then you're hoping that human beings will make the right choices then until this tax is implemented and put in place. You're hoping that people don't act in accordance with their own greed to want to make the most out of their money with their investments. Is that the way it's going to be until the tax is there? There's, you don't need a tax to start. If you're an investor and you want to make more responsible choices, you don't need a tax right now to convince you to do that. You, you can begin doing that right now. Um, but I think at the societal level, I think we have a responsibility. I think the government has a responsibility to investors to send the right signal to investors about, um, about where money should flow. And it cannot keep flowing into... Um, high carbon intensive industries if we're going to have a habitable planet. So that's sort of at the end of the day, I end at the idea of, you know, 30, 20, 10 years out, we can't be having these same discussions. We have to decarbonize our economy. And so one of the ways we can do that, I think, is by um, sending the right economic signal to investors to um, decarbonize their investments and make money a different way. And that was Jared Starr speaking to us from Boston. I think the University of Massachusetts is in Boston, right? I, I, you know, I didn't... It's got to be. I didn't look that up. <laughs> I was too busy uh, making my investments as Cornelius, the, yeah. the, the top-hatted, uh, uh, I don't know, magnate of some sort. I guess I'm wondering who this, who this study is directed at. Us. Our listeners. In, at the end, I know... I know. So, that they know, so that they know... So that they get, like you said at the top... You know, of course, you probably figure that the rich are the ones who are doing most of the emitting. Now we have, you know, proof. Well, we we know it. And before this study, look, it, it's really easy to feel helpless out there. You need things to happen at the polit political level. They take time or they're not happening. What can I do? Well, you can you can be you have to be aware of it. I know the numbers now. 
And I know one of the proposed solutions, I even have memorized the term. Mm. It's an investor-faced carbon tax. I can see the next time you're at one of these cocktail parties that you oh, go to, oh, where, the, where the weenies are being passed around. I think it's time for an investor-facing, yeah, that's what it was, investor-facing yeah. carbon tax. No. I know that phrase now, and that's power. That is, I'm, I'm serious, mm. that's power. Yeah, that's the power that also the, the wealthy have to make a change, right? That's where it's going to come from, right? Look, we've, If a change is going to be yeah, made with regards yeah. to emissions and, and, and curbing it all, it's going to come from those with power, i.e. those with money. Right, and they're not all... And the way to get them to change is by implementing a tax on them. That's where it gets difficult. Well, it's easy to it's yeah, it's easy to look at them and paint them all in one color and say they're all these these terrible greedy people, just like your neighbors. I didn't do that. Just well, no, no, I'm just saying it's it's an easy target. And just like everyone else you know in life, it's probably more nuanced than that. There're probably plenty, plenty plenty of people who've made money and who are like, "Ah, yeah, I wish I did, I you know, I hadn't contributed to that. I didn't want to. I was just trying to trying to make a buck." Mm. This is a way for them to also I don't know, start changing things. Because if you, if, yeah, if, if, you're, if you're hoping that human beings will all do it on their own and be good people about it, not sure about that. We need some, we need some rules, probably. Politics. Yeah. Laws is what you're saying, right? Ultimately. Oh, boy. That's it for uh, this topic. It's a huge topic. So huge. It's kind of overwhelming to even start talking about it. But it's, our listeners out there, you have asked us to do these things, to talk no, about them. No, we get emails all the time. You guys, are, you, you guys are telling us the world's burning. Why don't you talk about something that's important? Well, here it is. Yeah, this is it. There you go. This is it. Are you happy now? If you have questions, ideas, things we should have asked but didn't ask, or other ways of solving possibly the biggest crisis of our time that faces all of us and kind of unites us, we're SEO at DW.com. Science Unscripted.